وَمِنْ آيَاتِهِ And amongst his signs is اللَّيْلُ the night وَالنَّهَارُ and the day وَالشَّمْسُ and the sun وَالْقَمَرُ and the moon The night which is dark, the day that is bright, the sun that is radiant, and the moon that is a lamp in the sky. لَا تَسْجُدُوا Allah says, do not prostrate لِلشَّمْسِ to the sun وَلَا أَنْنُورَ لِلْقَمَرِ to the moon. Don't prostrate to the sun or the moon as they rise or as they set. No. وَسْجُدُوا And instead you should prostrate لِلَّهِ for Allah الَّذِي The one who خَلَقَهُنَّ Who created them. Worship the one who has created these amazing creations. In kuntum, if you, iyahu, only he, meaning only Allah, ta'budun, that you worship. Meaning if it is Allah that you worship, and you should be worshiping only Allah, then who is it that you should prostrate to? The sun and the moon? No, the creator of the sun and the moon. Simple logic. Simple reasoning. The creation? Beautiful. But, the Creator, more beautiful. The creation, it's awe-inspiring. But the Creator is more deserving of servitude and humility. فَإِن so if istakbaru They are arrogant. فَالَّذِينَ Then those who عِنْدَ Rabbik Near your Lord. If these people are arrogant, meaning too arrogant to worship Allah alone, then you know what? The loss is theirs entirely. Why? Because there are those near your Lord, meaning the angels, who يُسَبِّحُونَ لَهُ who do tasbih of Him, for Him, when بِاللَّيْلِ through the night, nahari and the day. Through the night and the day, non-stop, constantly, they are glorifying Allah. وَهُمْ and they, meaning the angels, when they're doing tasbih of Allah constantly, La yas amun, they do not become weary. Yas amun, seen hamzamim, saama is to get bored and tired of doing something when you've been doing it for a long time. So you just need a change. You just need a change. And there's something that's within us humans. We've been doing something for the past two hours, we want a change already. Alright, we get a little impatient. Something normal for human beings. But the angels, they don't get tired of worshipping Allah. Even though they've been worshipping Him for a very long time. And you see over here, يُسَبِّحُونَ lahu. They do tasbih. They do tasbih, meaning they're saying subhanallah wa bihamdihi or subhanallah or some other form of tasbih. And that is all they do. When it comes to worshipping Allah, we can worship Allah through different ways. Right? Salah, Umrah, fasting, speaking the truth, eating with the right hand, eating a meal and then glorifying and thanking Allah after. These are all acts of worship. Isn't it? There's so much variation. We get bored of saying subhanallah 33 times. But the angels, they do not get bored of saying subhanallah all night long and all night day from the beginning of their existence until the end. They're constantly doing tasbih. وَهُمْ لَا يَسْأَمُونَ They don't get tired. So in other words, Allah has all of these creatures who are constantly worshipping Him. So if there are people who are too arrogant to worship Allah, and they persist on their shirk, then Allah does not suffer at all. Because Allah does not need that worship. 
Whose loss it is? It is their loss. One thing you see over here, فَإِنِسْتَكْبَرُوا If they are arrogant. In the previous ayah, what was mentioned? Don't prostrate to the sun or the moon, rather prostrate to who? To Allah. But if they are arrogant to prostrate to Allah, and they persist on prostrating to the sun and the moon, it's amazing. They humble themselves to the sun and the moon, and they are too arrogant to humble themselves before Allah. You see the irony over here. And this is what majority of people are stuck in. We will humble ourselves before people, money, our careers, or whatever it is that we've made our gods, humbling ourselves. But when it comes to worshipping Allah, too arrogant to pray to Him, too arrogant to ask Him, too arrogant to prostrate to Him. What is more honorable, humbling ourselves before the creation or the Creator? What is more honorable? It is humbling ourselves to the Creator. Worshipping the Creator is honorable. And worshipping the creation is disgrace. But look at this. Look at how shaitan has beautified sins for people. Don't worship Allah. Oh, I'm too above that. فَإِنِ اسْتَكْبَرُوا If they're arrogant, then it is their loss. In Surah Al-Anbiya, Ayah 19, Allah says, وَمَنْ عِنْدَهُ لَا يَسْتَكْبِرُونَ عَنْ عِبَادَتِهِ وَلَا يَسْتَحْسِرُونَ يُسَبِّحُونَ اللَّيْلَ وَالنَّهَارِ لَا يَفْتُرُونَ And this is the ayah of sajda that the surah is named after. Because Allah says over here that لَا تَسْجُدُوا لِلشَّمْسِ وَلَا لِلْقَمْرِ وَاسْجُدُوا لِلَّهِ This is a command. You should do sajda to Allah. So this is the ayah of sajda that the surah is named after. وَمِنْ آيَاتِهِ And of his signs is أَنَّكَ That indeed you tara, You see الْأَرْضَ The earth. You see the earth meaning the land خَاشِعَةً Humbled. خَاشِعَ خَاشِينَعِينَ خُشُور And خُشُور is physical humility. Physical lowliness. Meaning in one's posture, in one's position, a person adopts humility and lowliness. So, you see the earth khashi'ah. What does it mean by that? You see the land low and pressed and flat and submissive and dry and barren. Because when it's dry, then what happens? It's flattened. Flattened. Pressed down. But what happens? فَإِذَا then when أَنزَلْنَا We send down عَلَيْهَا on it الماء, Water from the sky We send rain You see the same land اِهْتَزَّتْ It is agitated And وَرَبَتْ And it grows It swells اِهْتَزَّتْ هَزَيْزَي And remember وَهُزِّي إِلَيْكِ بِجِدْعِ النَّخْلَ Haz Shaking a tree It's basically Shaking something, you know, rocking something, moving something forcefully, forcefully, back and forth. So, ihtazat, the soil, it's shaken up, it's agitated. How? As it gets wet, it's agitated. You know, it was just flat and pressed and dead and dry, and with the water, with the rain falling down on it, it's as if it's come to life. Warabat, rabat, rabawal. Rabu, rabwa, riba, to grow, to swell. Here it means that the soil, it swells up. How does it swell up? As it absorbs water. You can see this. You know, if you have 
sand even, you put it in a cup, what happens? It's dry, it's flat, but as you add water to it, and as it absorbs water, it rises. It swells up, because now it's filled with water. It's taken in water. اِهْتَزَّتْ وَرَبَتْ So the same flat, dead, lifeless land, it changes so much. And once this happens, that soil absorbs water, it swells up, what's the result? What's going to happen next? What's going to happen next? Growth, vegetation. إِنَّ الَّذِي Indeed the one who أَحْيَاهَا He gave it life. Meaning, the one who gave life to the dead land. لَمُحْيِ He is surely one who will give life to الْمَوْتَى The dead ones. Plural of the word mayit. How and why? Because إِنَّهُ عَلَى كُلِّ شَيْءٍ قَدِيرٌ Indeed he is over all things competent. He can do everything. He can do anything that He wants. And He shows you the proof of resurrection. That how dead land is revived. Soil that was flat, lifeless, now it's growing so much vegetation. Why? Because of rainfall. One rainfall. And we see Qur'an has the same effect on dead hearts. It shakes them up, wakes them up, fills them, and nourishes them. And what follows is Iman and Amal Salih. But there are some who refuse. Inna Ladina, indeed those who Yulhiduna, they deviate. Fi ayatina concerning our verses. Yulhiduna Lam Ha Dal Lahd. Remember Lahd is a certain type of grave. L shaped grave. You're digging down and then you go sideways. So from this ilhad is used for deviation. Not going straight, but going Sideways, deviating from the right track. So those who do ilhad concerning our ayat, our verses, signs. Now ayat, remember, there are ayat that are kauni and ayat that are shadari. What are ayat kauni? Signs in the creation that point to the creator. So for example, the sun and the moon. What is deviation concerning these ayat kauni, like the sun and the moon? That they are meant to remind us of Allah. Correct? But then there are people who begin to worship the creation. This is ilhad fi ayatillah. The purpose of this creation, the purpose of the sun and the moon, the rain, the vegetation, plants and trees, everything is what? They remind us of Allah. They point to the greatness of Allah. They remind us to surrender to Allah. Just as the mighty sun it sets, it's time to go, it's time to humble. Likewise it's time for us also to remember our Lord and to humble ourselves before our Lord. So this is their function. But ilhad is that people start worshipping the sun and the moon. You understand? So those who do this ilhad, ilhad in ayat shari, what are ayat shari? Like the verses of the Quran. What is ilhad in them? Deviating concerning them. That for example, Verses are to be read in a particular way, but they are read incorrectly on purpose, so as to give an incorrect meaning to suit their desires. Like for example, and I'm not joking here, I'm not making this up, there are people who say that nar that's mentioned in the Qur'an, fire that's mentioned in the Qur'an, it doesn't actually mean hellfire. They say that it means that people who do wrong, who commit sins, who do evil to others, then in their hearts, 
they're burning. Yeah, they're living a life of misery. That is what nar means. You know, inside they're miserable. Yes, that is true. It happens. Sins do have these consequences. But nar means nar. Naru jahannam means jahannam. So they do ilhad in the ayat of Allah. They misinterpret them, put them out of context, give them wrong meanings to suit their own desires. Allah says that those people who do ilhad in ayat of Allah, whether it's ayat kawni or ayat shari, la yakhfawna alayna. They are not hidden from us. Meaning Allah knows them very well. He knows their crimes. Afaman. Then is then who? Yulqa. He will be thrown. Finnari. In the fire. Khairun. Better. The one who will be thrown in the fire. Is he better? Am or mayati. The one who will come. Aminan. Safe. Yawmal qiyama. On the day of judgment. Who's better? The one who's gonna arrive on the day of judgment and be thrown in the fire or the one who arrives in the day of judgment but he's safe? Who's better? The one who will arrive in safety. So irmalu ma shi'tum. O people, do what you wish. Meaning, choose your path. Do what you want. But realize that إِنَّهُ بِمَا تَعْمَلُونَ بَصِيرٌ Indeed, He is watching whatever you do. إِعْمَلُوا مَا شِئْتُمْ Doesn't mean that Allah is saying, follow your wishes in this world and you know live life however you want. No, this is a threat. You have the freedom right now. Go do what you want. But don't forget your outcome. إِنَّ الَّذِينَ Indeed, those people who kafaru, they deny, بِذِّكْرِ With the message, meaning the Qur'an. لَمَّا جَاءَهُمْ When it has come to them. Those who deny the message when it has come to them. And in their denial, they do ilhad. Such people, are they hidden from Allah? No. Allah says, وَإِنَّهُ And indeed it is. This is like a, you know, a change of subject. Right, to call our attention to what is more important. Allah says, وَإِنَّهُ And indeed it, لَكِتَابٌ عَزِيزٌ It is surely a mighty book. They deny this book, this book is actually mighty. كِتَابٌ عَزِيزٌ How is the Qur'an aziz? Aziz is one that has izza, meaning one that is honorable, one that is deserving of respect, one that is precious. And the Qur'an is certainly like that. Aziz is also one that is superior to the other. One that has power over the other, is dominant over the other. And that is how the Qur'an is. It is ghalib with its proofs. It overcomes, defeats others with its proofs. Aziz is also one that is well fortified. Meaning so mighty that none can harm. Well fortified, protected and preserved, unassailable. And that is how the Qur'an is. Because Allah says, إِنَّا نَحْنُ نَزَّلْنَا الذِّكْرَ وَإِنَّا لَهُ لَحَافِظُونَ No matter how much people deny and do ilhad concerning it, the Qur'an is preserved. Because لَا not يَأْتِيهِ It will come to it. الباطل, falsehood. مِن بَيْنِ يَدَيْهِ From before it. وَلَا مِن خَلْفِهِ And nor from behind it. No falsehood can be entered in any part of the Qur'an. Neither beginning nor end. Nowhere. No part of the Qur'an. Neither beginning of the ayah nor end of the ayah. لَا يَأْتِيهِ الْبَاطِلُ مِن بَيْنِ يَدَيْهِ وَلَا مِن خَلْفِهِ It's an uneditable book. No matter how much people try to change and distort it, they'll never be successful. Also what this means is, that while the Qur'an was being revealed, and after the revelation was complete, no batil could be entered into the Qur'an. And what is batil? Falsehood? What Allah has not revealed. Shaitan could not insert his own 
words in the Qur'an during its revelation. And after the revelation of the Qur'an is complete, no one can add things to the Qur'an. Because anytime people attempt to do that, they fail. Because it is tanzilun, revelation, min hakim and hamid, from the one who is hakim, wise, and hamid, praiseworthy. Hakim also means one who does things perfectly. From hakama, alright, one who does things perfectly. So this is his revelation. And it's with perfection that he has revealed his book. So no falsehood can be admitted into it. Hamid is one who is worthy of praise. Because his every action and word and statement is perfect. So Allah's kitab is perfect. Allah is deserving of praise. So when you read this book, be confident. Every word in this book is reliable and trustworthy. And no one can corrupt this book. No matter how much the deniers deny. Allah says, مَا يُقَالُ لَكَ Nothing is said to you, إِلَّا except مَا That which قَدْ قِيلَ It was already said, لِلْرُسُلْ To the messengers مِنْ قَبْلِكْ Before you. Meaning, people deny you, but the prophets before you were also denied. They were also told that they were liars, and they were magicians, and they were majnoon. إِنَّ رَبَّكَ Indeed your Lord. لَذُو مَغْفِرَةٍ Surely, the possessor of forgiveness. Meaning he can forgive. Wadu iqabin alim. And he is also possessor of iqab, meaning punishment, that is alim, painful. Painful penalty. That is what he can give also. So choose your path. Choose the result that you want. There's two ways. Either of belief or of denial. Either of acceptance or of rejection. Either of submission or of ilhad, deviation. You have the freedom. اِعْمَلُوا مَا شِئْتُمْ But realize the consequences are real. وَلَوْ and if جَعَلْنَاهُ We had made it قُرْآنًا A Qur'an A recitation That was أَعْجَمِيًّا That was non-Arabic What would happen? لَقَالُوا Surely the people would say لَوْلَا Why not? Meaning how come? Fusilat ayatuhu, its verses are detailed, are explained. Meaning because it is in a language that is not Arabic, therefore the verses are not clear. So they would object. Now earlier in the surah we learned that this kitab, this Quran is such that Fusilat ayatuhu, its verses are clearly explained. And one of the reasons why the ayat of the Qur'an are fussilat is because the Qur'an is in which language? Arabi. Qur'anan Arabiyan. Why? لِقَوْمِ يَعْلَمُونَ For people who know. Meaning so that people may know the meaning of the Qur'an. Because the first recipients of the Qur'an spoke which language? Arabic. So we see that the mushrikeen of Makkah, they raised many objections about the Prophet wasallam, And specifically with regards to the Qur'an. Right? So for example, they would say, how come he's a human prophet? Why not an angel? Right? How come one of us? Why not an outsider? And how come this man? And why not another man who is more wealthy or more powerful, etc., etc.? So over here, the reason for Arabic being the language of the Qur'an is being mentioned. That why is it that Allah chose the Arabic language? Because, وَلَوْ جَعَلْنَاهُ قُرْآنًا أَعْجَمِيًّا if we had sent the Qur'an in a language that was not Arabic, and remember the word a'jami, what does it mean? It's from the root letters ayn, jim, meme, right? And ujma or ajm is used for that which is not Arabic and also that which is not 
not eloquent. Alright? Because remember, araba is firstly to speak Arabic, and secondly, it also means to express oneself very clearly and eloquently. So a person who was not able to express himself clearly would be described as ajmi. Alright? Or non-Arab. So Qur'anan a'jamiyan. If the Qur'an was not eloquent, or if it was not Arabic, they would have said, لَوْلَا فُصِّلَتْ آيَاتُهُ How come the verses of the Qur'an are not clear? Meaning they would say, the message is not clear, we don't understand it. So it is out of Allah's mercy that He sent the Qur'an in the Arabic language. So that the first recipients would understand and the later generations or the people whose first language is not Arabic, even they would appreciate the miracle of the Qur'an. The effect of the Qur'an. The power of the Qur'an. You see, even when it comes to poetry, right? if you listen to English poetry for example, you know it's very rhythmic, it has an effect, it's beautiful. I'm sorry to say but it kind of sounds fake. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't have that natural flow and that rhythm. It's like a person is trying too hard. I'm not criticizing poets. I love poetry. But it's not like the recitation of the Qur'an. If you start reading English, like you recite the Qur'an, connecting each word and then raising your voice and then you know, having qalqala and ghunna and all of that, it, it won't sound beautiful at all. Isn't it? So... There is a reason why Allah chose the Arabic language. Firstly, so that the first people would understand, the first recipients would understand. And secondly, so that the Qur'an would have a lasting effect on all people, whether they are native Arabic speakers or people who speak another language. So the verses of the Qur'an are fussilat only because of the fact that the Qur'an is in Arabic. And then the people would criticize, uh, is it? A'jamiyun, a non-Arab, wa'arabi, and Arab, meaning, is it a foreign recitation? How is it possible that this is a foreign recitation, meaning a recitation in a language that is not Arabic, being recited by Arabi, an Arabic prophet? So, A'jami referring to the recitation, and Arabi referring to the prophet, meaning, it doesn't make sense. How is it that an Arab prophet is reciting a non-Arabic recitation? Or, Arabi can also refer to the mukhatab, the people who are being addressed. Alright? So, in the case of the first recipients, it's the people of Makkah. Meaning, why is a non-Arabic message being given to them? How are they meant to understand? Allah says, قُلْ say هُوَ it is Meaning the Qur'an is لِلَّذِينَ amanu For those people who believe It is hudan It is a guidance وَشِفَاءٌ And a cure Because those who don't believe in the Qur'an What happens? They get stuck They miss the point They get stuck in the fact that Why is it Arabic? And why not non-Arabic? And why is it like this? And why not like that? But those who believe They get the point They focus on the message of the Qur'an and as a result, the Qur'an becomes a cure and a guide for them. They benefit from the Qur'an. You see, this is simple. If there is a medication that your doctor has prescribed for you, you need it. Alright? And then you start criticizing, why is it that I have to take it twice a day? Once in the morning, once in the evening. 
Why is it that the morning dose is of this color and the evening dose is of that color? You're missing the point. Don't argue with the doctor. You're not a pharmacist. You're not a doctor. Right? Just take the medication. When you take it, it'll help you inshallah. But if you get stuck on you know, arguing with the doctor, why this medication and why is it like that and why is it like this, you'll never benefit. So you have to trust the doctor and take the medication. So, قُلْ هُوَ لِلَّذِينَ آمَنُوا هُدًا وَالَّذِينَ And those people who لَا يُؤْمِنُونَ Who do not believe فِي آذَانِهِمْ وَقْرٌ In their ears is a heaviness, meaning a deafness preventing them from listening to the clear, eloquent Qur'an. And when they don't even listen to it, how are they meant to understand it? How are they meant to benefit from it? وَهُوَ And it is عَلَيْهِمْ on them عَمَا Blindness Meaning even though it is right before them, the messenger is reciting in front of them, still they do not see the truth and the beauty of the Qur'an. أُولَٰئِكَ Those people, يُنَادَوْنَ They are being called مِن مَكَانٍ بَعِيدٍ From a place that is بَعِيدٍ Very far. And you see when someone is calling you from a very far place, then you can barely hear them. Isn't it so? So likewise, these people, because of their blind denial, even though the messenger is in the midst of them, even though the messenger is reciting to them the Qur'an in their language, in their expression, in eloquence that they can appreciate, still they cannot have faith. Why? Because of their blind denial. And so it is as though the messenger is calling to them from a far place. You know, it's amazing. People who lived in the time of the Prophet ﷺ, who saw him, heard him, but still they didn't believe in him. What a loss. What prevented them? What is it that created such a huge gap between those people and the Prophet ﷺ? That same gap is not there between people who came after him 1400 years ago and believed in him. right? Or a thousand years after him and, and believed in him. What's the difference? It's the difference of iman and kufr. So, أُولَٰئِكَ يُنَادَوْنَ مِنْ مَكَانٍ بَعِيدٍ We learn in Surah Al-Baqarah, Ayah 171, that, وَمَثَلُ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا كَمَثَلِ الَّذِي يَنْعِقُ بِمَا لَا يَسْمَعُ إِلَّا دُعَاءً وَنِدَاءً That the example of those who deny is like that of a person, of a shepherd who is calling out to his flock, alright? And the flock, what does it hear? Just some sounds and noises, meaning they don't really comprehend the words of the shepherd. And such is the reality of these people that even though the Qur'an is in their language, their expression, eloquence that they can appreciate, they just don't get it. What is it that has come in between? This hijab, this veil, this screen, this partition is of their own denial, their own kufr. Let's listen to the recitation of these verses. وَمِنْ آيَاتِهِ اللَّيْلُ وَالنَّهَارُ وَالشَّمْسُ وَالْقَمَرُ لَا تَسْجُدُوا لِلشَّمْسِ وَلَا لِلْقَمَرِ وَاسْجُدُوا لِلَّهِ الَّذِي خَلَقَهُنَّ إِن كُنْتُمْ إِيَّاهُ تَعْبُدُونَ فَإِنِ اسْتَكْبَرُوا فَالَّذِينَ رَبِّكَ يُسَبِّحُونَ لَهُ بِاللَّيْلِ وَالنَّهَارِ وَهُمْ لَا يَسْأَمُونَ وَمِنْ آيَاتِهِ 
بأنك ترى الأرض خاشعة فإذا أنزلنا عليها الماء اهتزت وربت إن الذي أحياها لمحيي الموتى إنه على كل شيء قدير إن الذين يلحدون في آياتنا لا يخفون علينا أَفَمَن يُلْقَى فِي النَّارِ خَيْرٌ أَمَّن يَأْتِي آمِنًا يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ اعْمَلُوا مَا شِئْتُمْ إِنَّهُ بِمَا تَعْمَلُونَ بَصِيرٌ الذين كفروا بالذكر لما جاءهم وإنه لكتاب عزيز لا يأتيه الباطل من بين يديه ولا من خلفه تنزيل من حكيم حميد ما يقال لك إلا ما قد قيل للرسل من قبلك إن ربك لذو مغفرة وذو عقاب أليم ولو جعلناه قرآنا أعجميا لقالوا لولا فصلت آياته أعجمي وعربي قل هو للذين آمنوا هدى وشفاء والذين لا يؤمنون في آذانهم وقر وهو عليهم عما أولئك ينادون من مكان بعيد 